What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we are looking at Siona, captain of the Pileus. And I have a couple of thoughts on this, and a huge shout out to my buddy Beans and Eggs, one of my mods over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash HamHawks42. And uh, he actually really pushed that we build a Siona, captain of the Pileus brawl deck. And, uh, and after a little bit of coaxing, a little bit of arm twisting, I leaned into it, we made it happen, and holy cow is that deck fun. That is possibly my strongest brawl deck right now and if you want to see that in action come on over to the twitch stream sometime and uh we will be more than happy to demonstrate it for you and uh we actually lovingly refer to it as beanstron because it was inspired by beans and it leverages the tron uh style or the the voltron strategy and if you're curious what the heck that is i would highly recommend taking a listen back to the child of alara episode where i really lean into it um although let's be honest i'm probably going to explain it here as well so with siona uh, she is a human soldier. She's a 2-2 two, two for 3, one generic, green-white. So we're in Selesnia colors. Uh, she's a legendary human soldier. When Siona, Captain of the Pileus, enters the battlefield, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may reveal an aura card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And then, whenever an aura you control becomes attached to a creature you control, create a 1-1 white human soldier creature token. So this works on a couple of different levels. There are a few elements of this card that I think are just excellent and really make her a fantastic uh, commander. So if you're looking at something to build in Brawl, I'd highly recommend Siona because you know, a couple of reasons, actually. If you want to get into Brawl on Arena, it works great because she's an uncommon. You don't even need to spend a rare wild card a rare wild card on the commander which is like almost unheard of usually the commanders are rare or mythic just because those are the strongest biggest baddest creatures generally especially when you're dealing with legendaries because the number of uncommon legendaries is like super super low but they're there there are some and so and unless actually unless you're doing historic brawl then you can go back to dominaria that's a whole other thing but what you see, when I'm looking for a commander, one of the things that I really want to find is something with strong synergies and a theme. Well, never mind. I, I take that back, actually. There are two different types of commanders I look for. One, something with really strong synergies and a theme. That is something I'm looking for. The other one that I look for is ones like Child of Alara that are wide open and give you complete creativity to build whatever the heck you want while still providing a valuable piece to the puzzle. So those are both different... Um, different attitudes to take when you're building a commander deck, and depending on what commander you're looking at, you can really vary um, the approach that you take. Siona is definitely the latter. Siona clearly wants you to use auras. She synergizes with them in two ways. One, when she enters the battlefield, she replaces herself in your hand with an aura, assuming that you have one in the top seven cards of your library. Therefore, to take advantage of that, you need a lot of aura cards in your library. You need a high density of auras, that way you're likely to hit them. Now, I know what you're thinking. When you're dealing with auras, one of the biggest challenges that you have is putting all your eggs in one basket. When you have a, when you have a creature on the board and you sta staple an aura onto them that makes them bigger, if somebody kills that creature, you're out the creature and the aura, and all of a sudden you've lost two cards worth of value that you've invested, and you're sunk. You've got nothing to show for it. And so that's a real problem and a real issue that play design and the folks over at Wizards are clearly focusing on when they're building cards. So, Siona, as well as actually a lot of different cards from Theros Beyond Death, really mitigated that 
by adding additional value for auras. And Sayona actually is a very interesting design because there are two different ways you can build her. The way that I decided to build her with Beanstron, or the way that I decided to play her when I'm playing Beanstron, is usually get a creature out. It's oftentimes her, sometimes it's not, but oftentimes get Siona on the battlefield as well as other creatures. And then staple as many auras onto any onto one of those creatures as possible. Because Siona creates tokens every single time one of those auras becomes attached. And so by creating an aura every single time something, or by creating another token, what you're doing is you're getting additional value. You're making sure that even if they destroy the creature that has the stuff on it, even if they destroy the creature that has the auras, you have this army of soldiers that wasn't here before that is because you did that strategy. So that's something. The other thing you can do with Siona is you don't have to target her with the aura. So what you can do is you can take that token. So if you have a critical mass of auras in your hand, if you have three or four different auras, there's nothing stopping you from equipping something to Siona, creating a token, and then taking your another you know, taking another enchantment from your hand and enchanting the token. That way you, you're going wide. You're getting a wide army of enchanted creatures. And so they're all going to be a little bit better. They're all going to be a little bit different than each other based on whatever auras you're attaching to them. And it the army grows the more you do that. So that allows you some really cool flexibility that you don't usually get when you're dealing with auras. So on top of that, you have auras from um, Theros Beyond Death uh, that actually synergize with this in other cool, fun ways. One of the biggest ways that they did, one of the biggest ways they mitigated the the one-for-one one problem with auras in Theros was by creating auras that had enter-the-battlefield effects. That way you're getting additional value when they first come in, similar to casting an instant or a sorcery. Because when you cast an instant or a sorcery, if the effect was worth it, the fact that that card goes to your graveyard is no big deal at all. Whether you synergize with it there or not, at the end of the day, you got the value that you're looking for. So, they added that to enchantments. And so when the enchantment comes onto the battlefield, you get a thing that's worth the mana that you put into it, regardless of what happens with the enchantment after that so when you combine those enchantments with siona oh my goodness that's just great so there's one um escape the, the name is escaping me right now but it's, i believe it's wirewood armor um no it's not wirewood armor blanchwood armor it's one of those there's a there's an enchantment that when it comes out of the battlefield it gives a creature plus zero plus two but that creature fights another creature and so it's an aura that's buffing your creatures but it's also removal that can destroy one of your opponent's things so you combine that with siona and then all of a sudden you're creating a situation where you're destroying your opponent's stuff your stuff is getting bigger and you're getting more stuff so that synergy is huge and you can those are the types of effects you can find with Siona, and then you have an opportunity to either invest everything onto one creature that you can make unblockable or give flying to so that you can just punch for an incredibly an incredibly heavy amount of damage, or you can decide to go wide and create a really large army of enchanted creatures that all do fun things. So you have some options, you have some choices, and that's really fun. That level of flexibility in the midst of gameplay gives you... I don't know, that's that's what I want to find. Like that's exactly what what you like to see in these kinds of brawl or commander decks where 
when you when you have something with a lot of synergy, I want a lot of different ways to trigger the abilities, and I want a lot of different things I can do once it's firing, and Siona definitely gives you that. The other thing that I'd want to call out, the other key piece of building any deck that is focused around enchantments coming out of the battlefield are enchantress style effects. Now, if you're curious what that's referring to, I would highly recommend taking a listen to our Argonthian Enchantress episode, where we don't go into it a little bit further, but basically, it's cards like Satessan Champion, or, um, for the life of me, it's escaping right now. Season of Growth. That's the one. Season of Growth and Statesan Champion. Cards that allow you to draw cards when you're when you're doing certain things. Um, in the case of Statesan Champion, you're drawing cards as enchantments are entering the battlefield with a constellation trigger. Great. That does the job. With Season of Growth, what happens is you draw a card every single time one of your creatures becomes targeted with the spell or ability. So, if you get... Or with the spell, rather. I don't think it counts abilities. But in any event, when you have Season of Growth... And Satessan Champion in play, when you target one of your creatures with an enchantment spell, you're drawing two cards. And the nice thing about Brawl and um, Brawl and Commander is you want redundancy because there's a high variance because they're singleton formats. And so having both of those, if you can get one of them online, you're going to be drawing additional cards for doing the things that you were going to be doing anyway. And that helps restock your hand with other auras that you can then staple down on top of other creatures so you're using up all of your available mana every single turn the other thing that you that i'd like to call out with this specifically is the type of ramp that you use whenever you're dealing with brawl or um or commander ramping is important getting access to additional mana earlier than you're supposed to is key Everybody does it, so you just need to do it to keep up. Now, it'd be really easy to just throw Arcane Signets and a handful of Mana Rocks in and call it a day. But, with Siona, that doesn't work as well as it could. Because there are auras that give Mana Ramp. So, things like Wolf, Wall, Wolf Willow Haven. I think it's Wolf Willow Haven. Anyway... They're enchantments that enchant onto your lands to create it so that they tap for more mana. When you have those, now, they don't trigger directly with Siona necessarily because they aren't targeting creatures you control. Unless you've turned your, your lands into creatures with something like Nyssa. So that's an option. That is one angle you can take with this to get some additional synergy. And Nyssa is just freaking amazing. So she's probably going to be the best 5 drop in any deck she's in. And as a result, actually, I don't have her in Beanstron, but if you put her into one of your Siona decks, I wouldn't judge you for it. Well, more than I would judge anybody for running Yissa, but that's beside the point. That's just me being a magic hipster that's trying to avoid good cards. That's a whole other topic for a whole other day. If you want to hear more on that, twitch.tv slash hammox42. But... With things like Wolf Willow Haven, they do synergize with constellation triggers. So if you have something like a Nessian Wanderer or a Satessan Champion that have constellation triggers that occur every single time an enchantment hits the battlefield, which you should have because you're going to be playing these enchantments, if you have those on the battlefield, all of a sudden enchanting your lands to produce extra mana do synergize with them, and you will be drawing cards off of that ramp. So you're getting the additional value plus, and it just, it, they synergize nicely. So it's one of the few situations when enchanting your lands to ramp might actually make more sense than fetching out additional lands or adding artifacts that produce mana. So those are the three like main styles of ramp. And in this case, I would go enchantments. And it's one of the few cases in which I would uh, because enchantments generally aren't quite as good as a lot of the other options. They limit you in a way that others don't. Now, there is one thing when it comes to enchanting your lands. If you have access to additional mana, so Wolf Willow Haven costs two. Now, if you have access to three lands, 
you can tap two, add Wolf Willow Haven to the untapped land, and now you basically get a rebate on it because you can tap that for one additional green on top of whatever you were going to tap for, tap it for anyway. So you're getting access to additional mana right away. Now, if you hit it directly on turn two, you don't get access to that additional mana, but you will have access to it next turn. So there's a, there's a give and take, and that's something that you get with Wolf Willow Haven um, or any of the enchantment enchant lands that you don't necessarily get with cards like cultivate or rampant growth that always bring the bring the uh, the new land onto the battlefield tapped so that is an interesting thing to keep in mind as you're developing your ramp package um, and yeah in general i would recommend enchantments in this case just because of the synergies when in doubt go with synergies um, that said arcane signet is one of the best cards in the format by design and so it probably wouldn't hurt to have that in there just because if you have a brawl deck, you just need to have Arcane Signet in it. And if you don't have Arcane Signet, it's like a common wild card. Just go get it. Um, on Arena, there's no reason not to have it if you're playing brawl at all. Um, just because it's it's pushed by design. And the reason that it's pushed by design, when you compare Arcane Signet, which is a, an artifact that costs two, comes into play untapped and can tap for any color in your commander's color identity. Um... So, Arcane Signet is technically legal in Standard, but since you don't have a commander in Standard, it will do nothing, aside from just being an artifact. And obviously, there are so many better artifacts. Um, so, it's only really functional in Brawl and Commander. Um, and it's clearly pushed, because when you compare it to something like the Signets, which are the other go-to two-mana mana rock, the Signets produce two mana, but you have to pay one generic to activate them. So, they do come into play untapped, but if you hit them on turn two, you can't use them. Because you need access to a third mana to activate them. But if you do have access to that third mana, you will produce two mana of a particular color combination. So you are limited by the colors that they can produce, but in the end, you net one mana. So the end result, so after turn two, the Signets and Arcane Signet are very, very similar. However, on turn two, Arcane Signet is unquestionably better. Because it gives you access to all of the colors that you would want anyway. And you get to use it on turn two. So that's something to keep in mind. When you're dealing with the enchant lands, when you're dealing with the auras that enchant lands, you, they don't work if you maxed your if you tapped out to play them. But if you don't tap out to play them, you can use them very similarly to the signets. So that's why I draw that comparison. I feel like they're they're no that that's noteworthy. Um Wolfville Haven is also an interesting example because while it's an enchantment on your land, late in the game, if you have excess mana to spend and for some reason you've run out of cards, if you haven't been able to get the card draw engine online like you were hoping to, or if your opponent knows what you're up to and is able to remove those key pieces to really help this thing snowball out of control. What you can do is, if you have extra mana to spend late in the game, you can sacrifice Wolf Willow Haven and turn it into a wolf token. Um, and so that's kind of a fun, fun little thing, um, which also synergizes with another aspect of Siona that I would be remiss if I didn't point out. Siona creates tokens. There are a lot of really cool token strategies and token synergies that exist out there right now not the least of which is a card called divine visitation which is a freaking bomb and a half and in the siona deck it can turn something as simple as sentinel's eyes into a death sentence for your opponent because the way that it works with divine visitation it is an enchantment for five that says whenever you create a creature token 
instead of whatever it was going to be, create a 4-4 flying angel instead. And so, so since Siona creates so many tokens every single time auras get stapled onto your creatures, you're creating gigantic flying angels every single time. So if your value engine is just already running out of control, if you can hit the, a Divine Visitation down, if your opponent doesn't have some way to counter 15 spells or completely wipe your board, you are gravy. And the best part about that is, in a brawl scenario, Siona is a target for auras. And she's in your command zone. So even if she ends up costing more because of commander tax, you will always have access to a creature. So it's not hard to get a creature down, throw a ton of auras onto her, and get an obscene amount of value. The moment you have Divine Visitation in play and one aura in your hand, your opponent is probably sunk unless they have an obscene amount of creature removal. Which, to be fair, they might. There's a lot of those decks out there. But all in all, the value engine with Siona is incredibly strong for the price, and I feel like this card is capable of producing some really powerful effects. So thank you, Beans, for insisting that we build this deck, because I love it. And it just overnight, Beanstron went from like this silly, fun idea to being one of my favorite Brawl decks. So I know when it comes down to it, if I'm really trying to win a game of Brawl, this is going to be my commander. Um, and that's even compared to a lot of really phenomenal commanders that are out there and legal in Brawl. So this Uncommon from a couple sets ago is seriously money. This is, she's phenomenal. I cannot recommend her highly enough. And on top of that, you can craft an entirely functional Siona deck without any rares and mythics. Um, there's a lot of synergy at Uncommon that she can leverage, and a lot of commons that are, in other situations, completely unplayable. Cards like Angelic Gift are just not good. But they work, and they're cheap enough so that it can help keep this value engine rolling. So if you've got a bunch of common wildcards and are looking for another Brawl Commander, if you could splurge on like five uncommons, you can create a really solid Siona deck. So I definitely give it a shot, guys. So yeah, thanks so much for hanging out. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful day. And I'll catch you next time.